Welcome to the Coconuts Podcast. Today is February 12, 2021. The Coconuts Podcast is your home for top trending news and pop culture from all across Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. I'm Summer Lee. And I'm Bim Shanmagam. Hi, Bim. Summer reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> Do Bye, do we even have copyright for that? <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, shoot. Oh, wait, under six seconds. Damn it. Okay, next time we sing faster if we're going to... We made like, it, we disrupt. made it. Yeah, okay, it's fine. Yeah. We know the no. law. Podcast <laughs> podcast world is like the wild, wild west. We can do whatever mm-hmm. we want. Yeah, or we, we can sing like Beethoven songs, you know, like just because he's dead or something. Like So we can <laughs> use his shit royalty-free. How would you sing like a Beethoven song? That's my question. I don't question. fucking know, dude. I don't even know what which piano pieces are his. Don't at me, but like, oh my gosh, I don't like, know. would it be <laughs> hilarious? <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah? That's that's something I think. Would, okay. would it be Would it be funny if we just like wrote like lyrics to all of them? <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Okay, we should do that to avoid the copyright. <laughs> um, but it's Chinese New Year. Here in Singapore and across Asia. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Whoa, relax, relax, Summer. (laughs) I mean, that's exactly how it felt when, like, the supermarkets came out of fucking nowhere. They just switched up the playlist from, like, ho, ho, ho shit to the ching, ching, ching shit. It was real freaking fast. Let me just tell you, it was two days. It was two days after our boy Jesus's birthday on the 25th of December. And I went to freaking Shengxiong on the 27th. So just two days. And the <laughs> Ching Chong shit was already out front, dude. Like there was the the, the red ass decorations and jars of New Year goodies. As much as I like that shit. It's the 27th of December. It was all out front already. It's a funny thing, right? Like, are you, do you find like, Chinese New Year music playing in grocery stores and malls. Not that we can go to those places very often anyway, but like, is that like um, fun for you or like annoying for you? Just like how like Christmas, like Christmas music playing during the holidays or the holiday music, like annoy some people, but some people love it. I have a friend who plans for Christmas, like throughout the year, like as soon as Christmas ends, she starts planning for like the next Christmas. So, um, so is, is your friend a Kardashian? Because like that's some, um, I don't know, six Christmas trees in the entryway type shit. Amazing. <laughs> to each his own, I guess. Well, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's a it'll be, that's a good segue because she's planning for the next uh, twelve months essentially. And our guest today, later on, will be <laughs> talking all about planning. Heat. Advertise with our in-house agency, Grow. Fast, funny, digital. Join forces with us to slay buzzwords, rise above the noise, and sow the seeds of something great. Get in touch via coconuts.co slash growth. And our top stories of the week. Well, we start with a little cute little rascal. Little cute rascal over here. Um, Have you seen um, TikTok's most famous bird? Um, Summer. Yes, as a child of the internet. Yes, I have. <laughs> so um, last year, a little Singapore birdie, his name, Little Wolfie, <laughs> which is in itself a very cute name, um, went viral because uh, he was skateboarding around. Yes, yeah, skateboarding. He learned how to skateboard, you know, just grilling. Is that a word? Is that what skateboarders say? 
I, I feel like I'm destroying destroying skateboard uh jargon, but yeah, don't uh no hate mail, please. But anyway, he um performed a few stunts uh, and became you know the most famous uh, skateboarding bird of all time. And now he's going viral again because he's learned like 15, 15 new skills, tricks. Holy um, shit. That's 15 more than me, so good for him. <laughs> and he's only one year old. Yeah, it's basically a uh, a literal Tony Hawk. Get it? Like little, little. Okay, little someone Tony. has left the chat. Oh, hell no! <laughs> little Tony Hawk. But yeah, so he has a lot of um, followers, obviously, on TikTok, really famous, and over 10 million views. And uh, not bad, not bad for uh, a little birdie in his uh, first year of his birdie life. Um, his owner, uh, who wants to be known by only CC because because she doesn't want to uh, uh, spoil the spotlight, steal any of the limelight away from little Wolfie, um, says <laughs> that, you know, um, the bird is actually <laughs> quite, uh, yeah, it basically owns their uh, home, is a big, um, famous uh, superstar in the house, and is really a diva and expects to be treated that way. I don't think so, but he has definitely earned the right because you just have to look at the entire um, TikTok. I don't know, his whole channel is beautiful. Like, I would be lying if I say I did not scroll for hours on end just looking at this bird do tricks. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that like it, it looks as though it's enjoying itself. Like, it's training. I think for anyone who hasn't seen the videos, you should. Little Wolfie Bird um, that's on TikTok. Uh, that's one word. Um, and that's the handle. So... Yeah, uh, I guess uh, little Wolfie uh, is probably going to learn a few more tricks and um, keep on soaring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just stop with these puns. They're terrible. Yeah, please. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, famous bird. Check it out. Mm -hmm. We'll see him at the freaking Olympics. And over in Bali, um, a teenage boy dies from a stabbing during a traditional dagger dance in Bali. Oh, no. Oof. So the teenage boy in Dempasa died from a stab wound while performing in a traditional ceremony, said the police, uh, with an investigation into the possibility of foul play now underway. Uh-oh. So apparently this incident took place this week during a traditional ritual called Napak Pertiwi, which involves a sacred dance. So the victim, who's a 16-year-old boy, was reportedly in a trance when another ritual participant, who held a ceremonial knife, punctured the victim's body. Oh dear. Yep, and the head of the local Banja, which means the Balinese community organization, told Compass that the use of a kuris, or a traditional dagger, is part of the ritual, but the safety is usually observed. But the victim fell down, and when someone tried to help him up and check, there was just blood. Oh no. Yep, so the victim was taken to a hospital shortly after, but unfortunately succumbed to his wounds and died. So that sucks. Yeah, I'm still wondering why uh, they use like an actual like sharp knife. I, I mean, I'm not mm -hmm. fam familiar with the uh, with the karis, karis, um, mm -hmm. the traditional dagger. I wonder if it's like um, you know, you would think that it's like a prop. It mm -hmm. would be a prop of some sort, so maybe it's like blunt. But I guess then again, it's still like pointed, right? So still puncture yeah. someone. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Um, there are like, yeah, no that's... details as to how it happened. So I guess they're still investigating, but... Oof. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's yeah, pretty sad. 
Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. I guess like from sad, we're going to go to angry because in Jakarta, well, Summer, I expect you to have a lot to say about this. Um, your job is to serve your husband, uh, says <laughs> a wedding planner. Says a wedding planner who was uh, running a campaign encouraging young women to marry. So, oh gosh, Aisha Weddings, um, an Islamic wedding planning agency, uh, was basically asking uh, women, encouraging women between the ages of 12 to 21 to settle down and to find a man. Um, so copy from the agency's website said, to be accepted in the eyes of Allah and your husband, you must marry at the age of between 12 and 21 and no later. Do not delay marriage because of your selfish wants. Your job as a girl is to serve your husband's needs. Yeah, that's right. This is an actual an actual uh, thing that was written and on a website. So the agency website, like obviously like everyone got pissed off and rightly so. And so the website has gone like dark, um, but yeah, many, 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 many people were outraged. Um, the National Commission for the Protection of Indonesian Children, known as KPAI, uh, says they have reported um, the agency which forbids uh, women from marrying um, below the age of 19. Um, they say that uh, many studies have shown that early marriage negatively affects children's education, mental preparedness, mm-hmm. reproductive preparedness, and just economic preparedness. I mean, it's like a, it's kind of crazy because Indonesia actually raised the minimum age for girls. Let's not even call them women. Like to marry mm-hmm. from 16 to 19. I mean, even then, like, I'm like, oof, yeah. Um, and that was done in 2018. So this is a very controversial. Yeah, it's a very controversial thing. But uh, I think there's one thing that's important to note that um, this is about child protection you know it's not even about yeah like yeah but that's a that's that's a diabolical like thing like i i I was actually like like shocked as shit when i read this and i didn't even put two and two together because the other here's the other like plot twist i shouldn't be plot twist but this uh, agency also um uses some islamic teachings where they champion like polygamy and yeah, like basically polygamy, not just marry one young girl, marry like multiple young girls. So holy shit, like <laughs> Oh my yeah. god, I, I don't know what to be angry at first, because there's like <laughs> but yeah, it's a real ass thing where we're saying that women at the age of twelve to twenty-one should get married. No, these are freaking children, and you are a sick, sick piece of shit. If you think yeah. that kids should be married so early. Oh, oh my god. god, these are yeah. kids. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah, and just uh, I just and just to be clear, also this is like kind of a very extremist version of uh, Islamic teachings. I think like uh, exactly. we don't want to like start any like like you know um, hate, but like okay. yeah, it's just like a you know yeah, this is just a crazy agency. But yeah, and mm. and I guess like they've gone dark, so hopefully like uh, they never come back. Absolutely, but yeah, also the the thing about like you got to serve your husband. I hope it's a plate of shit that you're serving to the husband because what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should cut that out because I'm very violent. Okay, yeah. No, do it. Leave it in. Leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I don't know. There are like so many thoughts in my head. But you're saying that they recently raised the the age, the legal age to get married from 16 to 19. I'm like, just just speaking as a person who is apparently a girl. um, (laughs) At 16, I think I was stupid as shit. 
you know, I was still a child, dude. That's like, that's a child. A 16-year-old is a child. So to hear people encouraging marriage with children, I don't know. I cannot fathom this in my head. It doesn't make sense, but. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm old and I feel stupid as shit. So, oh, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just crazy. So, yeah, <sighs> insanity. Let's hope, uh, yeah, like this kind of shit gets like cleared out. Because it's mm-hmm. not. It's not flush down not the cool. fucking toilet. God damn. Not okay. cool. Mm-hmm. And over in Bangkok. Okay. Mm-hmm. Some happy mm-hmm. news. <laughs> but yeah, a Bangkok dessert shop is going to sell cannabis infused goodies. Wow. <laughs> Can't relate, Singaporean, anyway. But yeah, so this Bangkok dessert shop is the latest to jump on Thailand's green revolution by packing mm-hmm. weed into its traditional pandan coconut rice pancakes. And, you know, just from the picture, they look good as shit but yeah in another sign of cannabis's transformation in the kingdom from problem to panacea dessert maker kanom siam announced that it would introduce a new item to satisfy not only the sweet tooth but also the cannabis curious interesting Mm. yeah and just from the pictures you know uh, they tease the drop with like images of a cannabis leaf draped over (laughs) equally green baked goodies and they said the, uh, the dessert has fragrance from pandan and is mixed with cannabis species carefully selected by us. From the strains, controlled cultivation, harvest, and logistics, ready to be cooked fresh for our fans to try. That's cute as hell. <laughs> it does look very delicious looking. And they look like kind of green kwe kwe's from like exactly. Bungo and Solo or something. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah. And it's hmm. like Chinese New Year, so it's like we see pandan coconut things. And it's like, I don't know about you, but I'm hungry. So isn't it? Isn't the 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 cliche that if you smoke if you smoke up, you get like munchies. So if you eat these, do you get like even more munchies? So like eat yeah. more of these. <laughs> That's why. So so do uh, maybe the the trick is to have this plus other goodies nearby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you all mm-hmm. sorted to just sit mm-hmm. down. Yeah. <laughs> but well, what do I know? I'm Singaporean anyway. <laughs> Well, that's funny, Summer, that you say that because if you do want to find out more about Thailand's weed laws and just weed um, in Thailand, watch our Coconuts TV series, Highland. It's currently on our YouTube channel, Coconuts And also TV. on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Also, it yeah, Netflix? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's also on Netflix. JK, it's also on Netflix. <laughs> first. No, wait, go to YouTube first. No, wait, where should people go? Eh, pick a favorite. Watch it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it right now. Just, just uh, come back to the podcast later. Go and watch it right now. A few moments later. No, uh, I, I don't like this next story, Summer. This one is mm-hmm. like, yeah, this one is not cool. Um, this next oh. story, unfortunately, um, happened in Hong Kong, um, where poor six poor dogs were found dead um, after ingesting poisonous bait um, at uh, the cyber port. Six dogs have died um, because they ingested mm-hmm. some poisonous bait that was uh, in this park. Um, they ate this like luncheon meat looking block, but unfortunately there was this like yellow green powder on it, um, which is a poison, um, that was, I guess like they were using it to, I don't even know what they were using it for because it's, it's, um, um, it's a dog friendly park. So, uh, I'm not sure why they decided to do this, but, um, apparently Mm. this is tough to talk about because dogs actually, ended up getting like high fevers and they die mm-hmm. of like cardiac cardiac arrest because the muscles like tensed up uh the temperatures of like over like 43.5 degrees it's like um 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. So um the Society of the Prevention for Cruelty to Animals, SBCA, in Hong Kong uh, is offering a reward uh, of 100,000 100, Hong Kong dollars, which is about like 13,000 US dollars. Um, they don't know why these, um, yeah, these like mystery meats with poison were uh, at the park. So um, it's obviously like um, some assholes. Um, yeah, just some assholes being assholes. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, um, not, the person not... behind this and like the person, uh, th those people trying to marry children, I hope y'all step on Legos. Ah, like they should, they should like be like, yeah, they should like eat those Legos mm. with the poison but... and luncheon meat. Eat it. Yeah. Poisoned Legos. And over in Malaysia, our neighbors, hello. Uh, Malaysia revises Chinese New Year COVID-19 rules to allow reunion dinners and temple visits. Well, good for y'all, but but aren't your cases like, I don't know. I don't know what your cases are at right now, but yeah, I don't know how to feel about relaxing rules of COVID right now just because of Chinese New Year. Because like, Miss mm. Rona doesn't celebrate Chinese New Year, so she doesn't care what public holiday you guys have. She's working full time. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so Malaysia reversed their decision to prohibit Family gatherings during Chinese New Year, which starts today, Gongsi Fa Tai. So the rule is that up to 15 family members who live within 10k of each other mm. will, were allowed to gather for reunion dinners, while interstate travel still remain forbidden. Okay. And yeah, these rules were revised days after the authorities faced widespread ridicule for its new measures, which were seen as restrictive towards those celebrating Chinese New Year, mm. but lenient on potentially crowded night markets. And about temple visits, so the number of worshippers must not exceed 30 people at any one time, and they must mm. all wear face masks and maintain physical distancing. Yeah, yeah. And it was previously limited um, to five temple community members. But yeah, okay. Yeah, you can go to a temple and stuff, but damn, be safe. Yeah, oh, happy gonna... Chinese New Year. <laughs> happy CNY. Neat. Well, we have uh, an interesting story from Manila here. Uh, where a homeless guy was given a makeover and uh, basically like a whole bunch of Pinoy started like swooning over him. Um, so in Angela City, um, a, I guess like a homeless man was given um, a makeover by entrepreneur Richard Stans, uh, who's a vlogger. Um, well, besides having a business. Um, but the man in question, Dennis Pasquale, um, is a guy that um, he's met, he's seen many times uh, walking by um, his shop. And he, he would always see him like carrying junk um, uh, for recycling and, and obviously like, um, you know, making a, a few uh, pesos off of. Um, and he decided to um, give him a makeover because... Uh, he just kind of wanted to give back a little bit to the community. So um, he did uh, the whole nine yards um, and he, he was featured in the blog. Um, and and then a whole bunch of people started like uh, thirsting over Pasquale. Um, but uh, having said that, like he's actually like um, still homeless, like he's still sleeping on the road. Um, mm. And the vlogger did say that like, uh, you know, he didn't do, um, he didn't want to, impose on him so he didn't like ask him why whether he wanted to get a job or do other stuff or whatever so um yeah uh kind of an interesting story 
Oh, I'm just thinking about the power of the internet. Like literally, like people start stand accounts. I'm assuming for this dude, maybe. Mm. Uh, in the in the before and after pictures, though, like in the after picture, he's wearing a blazer, like a little mm-hmm. black turtleneck. He's smizing into the camera. He looks good as hell. So good yeah. for him. Yeah, I hope I hope like you know um, things start around that you know he's not he's off the streets and and he does get mm. help um, and 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 um you know um, maybe a modeling gig. And our top story for the week, we move on to Yangon, and you might already know what this is about because it's been going on for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Yangon clamors with protests, demanding military stand down, and you know there are photos from the protest itself, and these are quite eye-opening. Yeah, Ooh, in a very unfortunate way, of course. So, yeah, there have been protests across Yangon for days in a row with massive crowd shouting, "We want democracy!" Yep. So about seven hundred thousand protesters gathered to call for the release of Aung San Suu Kyi and President Win Mint. As mm-hmm. they were, the police blocked the crowd from reaching City Hall. Yeah. Anti-coup protesters sang a 1988 revolutionary anthem while others tried to win over the people's police, treating them with drinks, flowers, snacks, face masks, and meals. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. Just to be clear, like, it has been a very peaceful protest, like, so far. Um, mm-hmm. And we hope, like, that continues. But yeah, uh, I think, like you said, all these young people, especially... Uh, don't want to give up on democracy and, and you know, they're very, very, um, yeah, very, very um, vociferous about it. Mm-hmm. And according to our Coconuts Yangon reporter, um, everyone young and old, like people of all backgrounds, they're like lawyers, doctors, teachers, firemen, monks and students. They've even spotted like a 60-year-old man and a three-year-old toddler in the crowd. So it's really... Everyone's just taking to the streets and it's real, I don't know how to say it. Like we've, we're used, unfortunately used to the reports of, you know, people protesting in Thailand for democracy. Mm. And now it has kind of transcended borders. And the people in Yangon have also like kind of borrowed the three finger salute, yeah. which they've bor- which Thailand has borrowed from the Hunger Games. And it's just, oof. Yeah. Weird to yeah. see. One thing, one thing, I guess, like, I don't want to say, I don't want to make light of the situation, but there are some mm. great, like, signs that um, the protesters have put up, which are quite uh, viral. Um, mm-hmm. You know, for example, uh, my ex is bad, but Myanmar military is worse. So <laughs> that, that was like one of them. I think once one, one protester put up a sign that said, it's too bad even introverts are here. <laughs> so they, they are yeah, getting... <laughs> They are getting quite um, cute with the with the protest um, signboards. Yep. Yeah, I guess at the end of the day, like, um, yeah, let's hope like cooler um, minds prevail, and you know there is a um, yeah, they they come to an accord, and and um, you know that going back to martial law to a military mm-hmm. um, government is not the way forward. So, Summer, we have a guest this week that is going to uh, sort out our lives. Sort out our lives. Oh, thank God. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we definitely need her. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we speak to Anne Gakutan, who is the creator of the Self-Made Sunday Planner. And yeah, mm. I, I'm ready to learn how to sort my life out because, holy shit, I need it. Same, 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 same. <laughs>
Hello, thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. So, what are we here to discuss today? Well, I guess it's about the self-made Sunday planner, as you introduced. No way. <laughs> But yes, we should just get right into it. So, actually, Anne, for our international listeners, could you tell uh, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Yes, yeah, so I am Anne, as you've mentioned, the founder of Self-Made Sunday Planner. I am a proudly born and raised in the Philippines, but Singapore has been my second home for more than 12 years now. I work here as a marketeer in the media and sports industry. Mm -hmm. um, a bit about myself. Well, I'm, I consider myself a multi-passionate woman. I'm passionate about art, adventure, food, people, and I'm definitely a big fan of learning and consistent personal development. That's why mm -hmm. I made Self-Made Sunday Planner. Wow. I love it. Like, that's <laughs> a lot. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, absolutely. Could you tell us more about Self-Made Sundays as a brand and what is the aim of the brand? Well, the aim is to really check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> no, no, no. But in kinder words, in kinder words, I think mm -hmm. that my main aim in creating this is to really empower its users to live with intention, mm -hmm. um, to really dream relentlessly, you know, set well-rounded life goals and really pursue a life that they love and I guess, as the name suggests, it's to simply spend an hour every Sunday to plan for the week, the month, and your life ahead. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that was going to be my other question. Why Sunday? Why not Saturday? But okay, yeah, I see the point. It's like no, because I mean, Sun. Correct, correct. And mm. Sunday usually, you know, Saturday would be spent um, recovering from a mm. busy week. You know, catch up with friends. And Sunday usually <laughs> is the downtime. Mm. Um, and that's what I've been, I've done in the past years of my life. You know, I spent, um, one hour every Sunday just to get ready for Monday mm. and for the month and for the year and my life ahead. So it's just creating that very simple habit. So not to overwhelm its users. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Because that was like, that was always the case. Like, I mean, for you, because we've known each other for a little bit and like, yeah. I, I feel like you were always very like motivated. Like, was that something that you always had? Like when, when you were young uh, or was it something that you sort of like developed like over the years? I think I developed that because of the challenges that I faced in my mm. life. And if you have challenges, you find a way to cope, right? So yeah. these, th I've developed this to to cope with, you know, the challenges. Uh, may it be career or life, um, just to make the most out of my life. So you cannot make the most out of your life if you just live the day, right? So yeah. you have to plan, um, and when you're in there, you just have to enjoy. Mm. Mm. Wise yeah. words. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm thinking about like how this year and last year oof, has been, you know, just a wreck to maybe productivity in general. So how would you say um, uh, what, what has helped you be more productive and to make more uh, effective use of your time, maybe indoors since we've been indoors for most of the time? Yeah, you know, actually, I've been more productive um, during the lockdown. I've um, rediscovered uh, my passion for art. So I started painting. 
Oh, wow. um, like everyone else, we've started to grow some plants, some mm. gardening, and because you just have, you know, you just have so much time. You save a lot of time from your daily commute, from your loads of meeting that were, of course, um, not happening during the pandemic. So you just have time to reflect, to to think what's really important for you. So mm. then you you kind of recreate um, a life with intention and purpose. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's very much reflected in your planners, which are so cute, by the way. They're like Thank these you. neutral colors. I love them. They're going to match every <laughs> single outfit, first of all. That's that's the purpose <laughs> of it, yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they have these very cute quotes, like inspirational quotes peppered throughout the, the planner. So could you tell us yeah. um, how did you come up with those? So those quotes are... Um, to be honest, I started living with quotes when I was mm. um, younger. So I would have a Pinterest uh, board mm. on different quotes and I would just pin whatever words that, you know, appeals to me. I also, when I read books, I would highlight certain phrases that inspires me. And I collect quotes because, you know, I usually list quotes so that when I'm feeling flat or uninspired or down, you just look at them and it mm -hmm. motivates you. I love it. Because of the the flavor of the month um, and all the quotes, like, is there, like, did you ever think that you, were you, like, thinking that you wanted to, um, I guess, like, theme the month in any way? Flavor of the month was created to intentionally plan your months ahead. In, mm. in a way, it's theming it, right? So, for example... You know, all of us always have this passing thoughts. Hey, I wanted to try this new restaurant. I wanted to visit a museum. I wanted to meet this old, old friend I haven't met for a long time. So rather than just, you know, passing thoughts, you just list them down. So for example, this month, I'm going to try this new restaurant with my, my mom or my dad. So at the same time, you're trying new things and spending and nurturing um, precious time with the people who matter to you, right? Mm. Because I think um, that's very important. So, for example, to nurture your relationships, you always have to plan it. It just doesn't happen. So for myself, I I would have, you know, monthly date nights, um, monthly girls day out, um, mm. monthly month, monthly outdoor hike. So I know um, I have a regular relationship um, and time spent with them and also with the things that matter to me. Mm. Yeah, good. that's really interesting. And yeah, I, I did want to ask, seeing as, you know, we are living in the age of technology and there definitely seems to be an app for everything nowadays. So this that's might just true. be... Yeah, right. So it might just be personal preference, but I guess what are the benefits of having a planner to physically write everything down as opposed to an app? I would summarize them. For me, I would summarize them to three benefits. Mm. Well, first, a physical planner is 100% yours. Mm. You know, um, you don't own the app. And you don't want to risk writing your life's purpose to be taken away by bugs or just being phased out, right? Like MySpace, Multiply, or Friendster, they're all gone now. Um True. But the planner, you keep it for yourself. I mean, I've been planning for almost 10 years and mm -hmm. I always look back at my old planners mm -hmm. and read my own handwriting, you know, how I 
how I pasted the picture of my dream house and how I fulfilled that. So those things are, I mean, an app cannot do them for you. Mm. Um, and number two would be there's absolutely more focus because apps are, again, inside your phone. And while you write your biggest life goals, you know, somebody calls or a notification pops up and you get distracted. So it's it's very different focus. Um, and number three, I think there's there's a very special, stronger, and more personal relationship when you write things from pen to paper. And studies mm. actually support that. Mm. And the mm. bonus one is, for me, for me, bonus one is, I believe that if it's not written, it's BS. <laughs> <laughs> I love <Fair> that. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. No, I think it's true because I, especially during the lockdown, I think there are studies that showed that um, book sales actually went out, went up like tremendously because people wanted to buy something physical uh, and read and, you know, turn pages, you know, like the yeah. versus like just being in front of a screen. Because I think more than anything last uh, the, the, in the last year, and I guess like it's still going on, we have so many screens in front of us, like, all the time, every day. Mm, <laughs> um, yeah. And to have something tangible is, is pretty cool. How many how many planners uh, or journals have you uh, had, Anne? Can you count? Or is, is it just way yes. too many? <laughs> That's seven. Seven. Okay. So I've been doing it for the past seven years. Okay. Wow. Nice. Oh, so one for every year. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, I definitely wanted to ask. So there are like daily planners, there are weekly planners. Um, I don't know what is special about each one, or do you feel one is better for another over another for like productivity? I think I don't think one is better than the other one. I think I think mm -hmm. it just depends what your needs are. Personally, mm -hmm. for me, I like a weekly planner because I want to have an overview of my week like my task for Monday to Friday, right? And mm -hmm. my task for the weekend. I think for those people who want to use daily planners are the people who want to write more and who maybe want to journal their thoughts or feelings throughout the day. So it really depends mm -hmm. what your needs are. Cool. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And you also mentioned before that you designed these planners to spread the power of dreaming and goal setting especially to women from a conservative and modest background who grew up in an environment of unconscious limiting beliefs. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Yes. So deep, right? Um, yes. But it's, I mean, it's, it's really true because where I come from, the Philippines, there's a study, a survey that showed seven out of 10 people don't have a dream. Mm. How sad is that? And um, shockingly, in this study, Poverty is only the fifth reason. And the number one reason is because of the discouraging words they hear all throughout their lives from people around mm. them. Oh, no. Mm. So those are limiting unconscious belief. It's, I mean, it's something new for my friends and, you know, from, from my, uh, for the people around me. They, they ask me, what are unconscious limiting beliefs? And I think these are, if you want to do something and you feel you can't, mm -hmm. you need to ask yourself why. And from your answer, ask yourself another why and another why until you finally get your final answer, which most likely is a limiting belief. Mm. 
So for example, I'll give you an example. When I moved to Singapore, I've always admired and I was fascinated with my Western colleagues, why mm. they're always so confident and articulate. You know, they always say and do whatever they want. And I was like, I want to be like that, but I'm just, I don't know how, you know? And I asked myself, you know, why? Because I was not trained to speak my mind. Mm. Why? Because I grew up being told what to do. And I was reprimanded when I didn't follow the rules. Mm. Why? Because in the society where I grew up, women or Asian women are supposed to be obedient, submissive, you know, not really say a lot of things. And that's your limiting belief. Totally yeah. true. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, just in Asian culture, it's very easy to see the differences in upbringing. And it's true. I do find myself not asking questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would absolutely like yeah, to yeah, that. yeah. I mean, you you really don't ask yourself questions, right? You just go about mm -hmm. the day unconsciously living your life and mm -hmm. um, not really realizing all these limiting beliefs. But the the thing is, perception is reality, you know, mm -hmm. um, and that's your reality. That's your truth. Um, but the good news is, all beliefs are choices, and well, choices can be changed. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm just like writing all of these tips down that you are saying. Um, <laughs> but yeah, who would you say inspires what you do and like maybe who influences your designs and stuff like that? As a whole, I would say it's mostly people and mm. definitely the power of the human spirit. Mm. Again, that's deep. And Another sharing, a personal sharing, um, my mom mm -hmm. used to tell me that whenever I have a big decision, whenever I'm confused or just feeling flat, she she told me, you need to visit the cemetery Ooh. and imagine yourself in the grave. Ooh. Have a real conversation with your dead self and your living self. You know, what would you advise and say to your living self? And, you know... Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that will just give you so much clarity and direction on what you want to do with your life. Suddenly, all the small problems, you know, superficial things, it's just, they just disappear. Wow, I am adding that <laughs> to the to-do list. <laughs> that is very powerful, of course. Like, I never thought about it that way, but now I should. I'm like, what is the nearest cemetery to my house? Because I got to go visit. Book yeah. it brown. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. And you've also mentioned, I've just been stalking your website, of course, um, that you've traveled to over 80 cities around the world. Which one was your favorite? Definitely Turkey. Definitely Ooh. Turkey. You know, city in Turkey is Pamukkale and Cappadocia. Ooh. Oh, wow. I mean, it's, it's like the hot air yeah, balloons, right? <laughs> yes, it's magnificent and it's glorious and it will really transport you to the time of the gods and goddesses, you know? Add that to your list as well. Oh, yes, yes. Go to the cemetery, go to Turkey post-COVID. Yep. Yeah, Bamukale <laughs> and Cappadocia specifically. Okay, okay. Writing all of this down right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, cool. So adding um, all of these beautiful places to my to-do list. And yeah, just back to the planners. Um, what would you say is special about the planners? Because obviously they're really freaking cute and... There are very different formats to each of the pages that we can see from your website. So could you walk us through maybe the the sort of thought processes behind the design? Yeah. 
Um, physically, um, I created it to be minimalistic so that, you know, you can go from casual to professional meetings and um, the spaces inside are mostly clean and it gives you all the space for your grand dreams and creative writing. Um, mm-hmm. What's special about it is it's something that I haven't seen in the market that is something mm. practical for everyday work and yet in- inspirational for personal progress. And for me, I would summarize that to, I call them three Ds, which mm-hmm. is um, this planner empowers you to dream, discover, and do. So mm-hmm. it encourages you to dream relentlessly and really have an unshakable belief in possibility. Mm-hmm. And it also guides you to discover yourself and what you really want to do with your life, you know, to discover your own metrics of success and happiness and not your parents or not your family or not the society. And finally, to really do, do and do more, you know, it has Mm -hmm. a very well-rounded and systematic goal setting approach that will really help you pen down your goals and break them down to action steps yearly, quarterly, monthly, and daily. And yeah, I like that there's this freedom to dream, as you said, and it's yeah. kind of reflected in the aesthetic of your notebooks. Um, yeah, yeah, there's I mean, like lined areas and then there's like, I don't know, there's this page that says your magic wand and then there's like dots on it. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah because, yeah, because... Um, I I am as you know I've I'm a planner and productivity fan so I used to hoard different planners so mm-hmm. I would buy them from you know local planners to you know international selling planners to moleskins to everything and I combined what I love in each of those planners and mm-hmm. put them here what I think this planner is also unique what's unique about this is the copy and the tone the design is meant to be friendly and warm. So if you mm. if you buy some of those productivity planners, it feels like when you open it, they sound like your boss, you know? It's like do this, <laughs> this is your deadline, this is going to be this is going to be your KPI, this is going to be your mm-hmm. but this is more of like your cheerleader or your life coach, you know? It's it's mm. a space for you to write your dreams freely and to plot them in specific timelines where um, you think and you feel confident that you can do this certain action steps. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's very it deep. It, it is very deep. Yeah. Like, I, from, I, you had me from the point where, where you said like there, you know, like only like seven out of 10 people don't have a dream, but, and, and it's kind of true, like, you know, uh, different, especially when you're like older too, you know, when you're older, I feel like, you know, people stop dreaming and, and yeah. I think like, I feel like like I saw bits of the 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 physical journal that you you sent us and um it was it is kind of like putting things down on paper like it is bs if you don't if you don't write it down I feel mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it is mind blown and, yeah and it's really really amazing because like for me right coming from a very um humble and modest background like if you think of the things that I have experienced or achieved so far, you would think that's impossible, you know, that's BS. But it's it's the power of writing them down and really believing in it 
um, mm-hmm. that, you know, like what they say, the universe will conspire to give you what you really want. And, you know, if you write it down, um, mm-hmm. it just it just gives your mind um, a certain level of retention and subconsciously it will work to achieve what you want in life. Mm. yes more to manifesting things yeah now, now that you've said like uh your planner kind of looks like your boss screaming at you i'm like no, throw <laughs> away my my freaking planner right now because yeah that's kind of the vibe <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um and thank you thank you so much for coming on um i think my pleasure yeah i feel like now like i have to go like start like planning and journaling <laughs> Mm, I gotta go reconsider my whole life, starting with going to the cemetery more often. <laughs> wait, wait, what? What summer? <laughs> well, whether it's in my head or actual Bukit Brown, you know, to talk to yeah. my potentially dead self, to to you know, ground myself again. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I challenge you to try that, and it, you mm. know, it, it's it's really something um, enlightening. Mm, I love it. All these thought exercises, you know, usually my head just doesn't do much. So yeah, we should work on that. <laughs> uh, i feel like i need to get a journal now i need to get Same. a plan, planner to, to write yeah stuff. you should you should mm-hmm. actually it is kind of it is very true though like if you don't write down stuff you know i feel like i've just been typing like for the last like two years or like the last Same. year now you know you're always like typing notes because there's always like you know and there's just something like nice about you know just writing something um yeah, because I, I, if you ask me now, like, what was the last thing that I wrote on a piece of paper or like a book? I don't even know what it was. Oh no, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. No, I mean, tell I you. believe, like, you know, I believe, like, you know, the calendars or you know, of course, the organizers or the tools, um, oh. the apps or something in your Google stuff, right? They're all good in terms of your daily tasks. Mm. Um, they're all good to help you accomplish very. Um, errand-like task, like, you know, go to the grocery yeah. store or, you know, email yeah. this, call this. But I think on a bigger perspective, like what you really want for your life, I think mm-hmm. it needs to be written for yeah. you to actually reflect what you really want. And of course, you know, you will always have edits on that, right? Maybe yeah. after a few months, you change something and then you see the transition that you make and the progress that you make. Yeah, I think it's, it's having that goal. Like, I mean, I think once you put it down and, and yeah, you see it, like you see it all the time, you know, versus like, you know, if it is, like you said, like an app or whatever it was. like Yeah, you know, and, you know, it enables you awesome. to have more fun. I mean, Vim knows me briefly, but yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about some serious deep stuff, but if yeah. you know me, I'm always like, get, you know, fun and just sort of happy-go-lucky and people just always ask me you know and we don't see you exerting much effort in your life but how come you're always like successful in this and that and I'm like (laughs) well it doesn't show in my character because I'm just like joking around but I actually really plan things Mm. Mm -hmm. it's all in your planner (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) thank you Anne Pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope I've shared a bit of um, inspiration and motivation to both of you and to your listeners. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Awesome. Sure. Thank you. Bye. 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 Okay, so the notepad in front of me is um 
full of ideas on how to restructure my life, starting with go to the cemetery. No, oh. like, well, whether that is the, the the physical cemetery or like you know just imaginative, it totally makes sense. Like, um, you know, to to look back on your life from the middle of it, you know, it might be a good way to get my shit together. And I'm just gonna try that. It's good advice. It is. I I I do. I'm appreciating more that um a lot of like a lot of physical things coming back that you mm. know like we spoke about books a few weeks ago um and, and now we're talking about like journals that we need uh planners sorry that we need to be writing in and I, I i i'm here for it man like i think like they all there is something about it like about that sort of authentic um physical tangible um experience of like putting down um your ideas and your dreams Mm -hmm. and yeah it's true like since i've left i don't know secondary school like everything's been on my laptop so i'm actually not sure what my handwriting looks like anymore so yeah i'm gonna get to a stack of paper and start writing (laughs) i was i started to think of the last time that i wrote something and i realized Mm -hmm. that it was like the toto ticket oh (laughs) (laughs) the prize wasn't the prize like a few millions just saying i don't know yeah, I did not win, Summer. I'm still poor, oh, so... Yeah. I well, think you should write it in your planner to, like, you know, reflect about it. What did you learn? <laughs> yeah, how about, like, I just put down, like, dreams that are not, like, <laughs> that you can never get, like, uh, I'll win the Toto. <laughs> or, I don't know, man. Maybe, like, lottery. reverse psychology works, you know? Like, you know, yeah. like, like Anne said, we should, like, manifest things. So why don't you write in your journal, mm-hmm. I'm going to win it, I'm going to win the next freaking round. Then you mm-hmm. will. Okay, okay. I'm going to buy the journal now. Okay, me too. Give me one too. Well, Summer, that's all from us this week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Happy, Happy New Chinese Year. Woo. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support Coconuts and our weird and wondrous stories, you can become a Cocoa Plus member at coconuts.co slash membership, make a patron payment at coconuts.co slash patron, or buy our fresh merch at the Coconut Shop at shop.coconuts.co. Subscribe to the podcast and leave reviews. Tell us how you feel and what you like and don't like. We're excited to hear from you. The Coconuts Podcast delivers impactful, weird, and wondrous reporting by our journalists on the ground in eight cities. Singapore, Bangkok, Hong Kong, Manila, Jakarta, Kuala Lumpur, Yangon, and Bali. Listen to headline news and insightful interviews on matters large and small, designed for people located in or curious about Southeast Asia and Hong Kong. The Coconuts Podcast is a Coconuts Media production. Our hosts are Summer Lee and Vim Shamugam. Our executive producer is Byron Perry. Our production manager is Clarissa Cortez, and our editor is Raina Lim. <laughs>